This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. You're listening to another episode of Redefining the Counterculture right here on Witten Radio. Today we're joined by the one and only Kendra Torelli. Kendra, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Walter? Hey, doing well, doing well. Um, I'm super excited to talk with you. You um, have been a busy, busy of late, and I was just wondering, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Actually, today is my first day off in quite a while, so um, I, it's uh, it's phone interview day. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually sitting in front of the fire and um, in my pajamas and just doing phone calls for the day. So. <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah. Um, how do you – so I know, like, when you're filming, it can be super, super crazy at times. What is it that gets you through those tough times and that kind of helps you to, you know, to trooper on, I guess? Yeah. Um, definitely community. Uh, I would say, like, my family. I just have really, really supportive humans in my life that constantly, if I'm feeling stressed or I call them, it's just constantly telling me things that probably aren't true but telling me how amazing I am and things like that that, um, that just give me the support and the encouragement I need. So that helps me when I'm, like, really stressed. Um, and then just taking care of myself. So I used to, when I first started, not drink enough water when I was on set um, or, like, you know, at Crafty, eat, like, 100 Tootsie Rolls. And I realized, like, then I was having sugar crashes and, like, oh my God. you know. Yeah, so just, like, I guess because there can be – like a lack of sleep, it's really important to keep the immune system up. So just like vitamin C. So I would say um, for keeping like physically, keeping like my body strong, um, it would be just taking care of myself now and like realizing, okay, I should take like vitamin C every day when I'm on set so I don't get sick. And because your immune system's a little shot, you know, and when you're doing all these emotional scenes. Um, and then um, from like a mind perspective, it's definitely like the people that, I surround myself with and have in my life that I'm, I'm really fortunate to have. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I know that you're, uh, you're known for a lot of sci-fi and horror movies. Um, your newest film, um, Bloody Ballet, um, I didn't think <laughs> I would like it, but it's pretty cool. Tell me about it. What was it like for you preparing for the scene or preparing oh. for the film rather? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a great question. And I just was answering this. So it actually was like probably the most, unorthodox movie I've ever worked on in the aspect of um, we didn't have like a completed narrative and the narrative was ever changing so from like an, a lead like being the lead in a movie it was really hard to say okay where's my character's arc where's this happening in the movie what was my moment before in the story you know where am I coming from where am I going to after because you know we just didn't know so it was a lot of just doing it scene by scene and whatever scene we were given that day we just did and um a lot of on the spot a lot of like doing it cold um which of course I was super stressed of as an actor you know this was pretty early into my career I booked this so I was still learning a lot as an artist but just you know being like okay like I just gotta do it step up to the challenge and we're just doing it scene by scene and then in just trusting in the editor and what would happen in post and um you know uh brett did a really good job of of taking what 
we did scene by scene. And I think it helped too when the director is also editing the film, you know, he like knows what he needs for the narrative, even though we didn't really have, even though the script was ever changing and evolving. Um, and so that was definitely something. And also just deeping, deep, like digging deeper into Adriana. Cause at first I was like, Oh my gosh, like she's so shallow and hateable. You know, I wanted to be like, Oh, she's, she's just mean. And, you know, you don't want to hate the, the Lee, or maybe you do. I don't know. Um, so I would say, like, uh, that was probably, like, the challenging thing of, like, okay, how do how do I um, make her human and relatable? Because um, that's it. she's a tricky character to do that with. Um, so, yeah, I would say it was, it, was, it was really unorthodox shooting. Like, we were doing it scene by scene, and we didn't have, like, the whole story. Um, so, but yeah, I guess, I guess it worked out if you liked it, then I guess it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I loved it. How was it preparing for, for that role? Cause I know, I mean, I would imagine that, um, as an actress, I mean, you really have to put your mind or get your mind into a certain place to, you know, to prepare for, you know, roles like this. Was it mm-hmm. particularly arduous just preparing for the role? Yeah, I mean, Preparing, but even more, I didn't realize, like, when I would come, when I would get done for the day, I was so exhausted. Like, because you're just emotionally and physically drained because it's just such high intense scenes. Um, but it's like, uh, so I was like, just like, I would come home and just literally fall, like, you know, take my makeup off and brush my teeth and then just fall asleep. Like, I wouldn't even shower sometimes. And I just have to wash my sheets in the morning because I was so tired. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say, but I, for one, um, I had a friend, her name is Kelsey Chandler, and she had told me for roles, she like has jewelry, and she'll, like, take off a piece of, her, she'll take off her jewelry and be like, okay, I'm putting Kelsey away, and I'm bringing whatever character in. And then at the end of the day, she's like, okay, I'm putting away the character, and I'm bringing Kelsey back. So I, I incorporated that because she is such a, you know, she has all these demons and things going on in her life that I don't have in mind, fortunately, that I didn't want to bring into my my life. So I would be like, okay, I'm putting Adriana away for the day and bringing Hendra back and just letting go of all that craziness and all that chaos. And um, that definitely was helpful for such an intense role because otherwise it would be just too easy to be consumed and bring that into your everyday life, which – I don't think it would be healthy. <laughs> I don't think. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. As, yeah. as, an, as a creative type, you know, what inspires you? Um, I know that everybody has kind of different things that inspire them, but you yourself, um, when you, um, you know, I mean, with what you do, what, what I guess, inspires you to keep creating? Hmm. Just. The people I surround myself with, just, like, the people I interact with and meet, I want to say, obviously, the people I meet on set, and um, not just, like, the other, you know, cast, but a lot of the crew. I mean, a lot of times, you know, people get so, the bigger the film, the more, like, segregated you are by department, but if you talk to, like, crew, you can just, like, learn so much, and you're so inspired, and they're the ones that are there every single day before you get there, after you leave, and, like, they really have like the stories that you want to hear and then you know I recently moved to LA and like I I take Ubers and Lyft and I always talk to my drivers 
and they're always like shocked that I'm talking to them because a lot of people, I guess, don't don't talk. They're like on their phones or reading. But I mean, I learn and I get so inspired. And and I started writing last year, and um, you, you it makes you more creative because you're hearing all these stories that just they get your mind going. And you're like, oh wow, and you know. So I think it's just the constant interactions that I'm having in life with other humans that are that inspire me. Um, on like an acting level, just on every level, like a, just on a human level. Like I, I feel inspired and passionate from like other people's stories and passions and, and, and their, their lives, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. What, uh, what's the one thing that keeps you humble? I mean, you, you definitely seem like you're a really humble person, um, which is, which is rare, you know, when you're talking about, you know, entertainment, you know, the entertainment industry is especially with, you know, on camera roles and such. Um, what what is it that keeps you so grounded? Oh, that's really sweet. Thank you. Um, I like to think um I'm I'm humble. I definitely try try to be um my my family for sure. They're like my my grounding force. Um the the humans I surround myself with. I'm I I would definitely say, and and constantly just like the reality check of how fortunate I am to be doing what I'm doing, um, getting to do what I'm passionate about and what I love. When there's so many people in this world that you know, sometimes artists will complain about the hours they're working, but it's like, you know, the security guard at my building in LA. It's like he works 16 hours some days and then goes home to his family of five, and I talk to him constantly, and it's just like, you know. And and he's doing it for his family, and it's not like a job he loves, but he's doing it because he wants his kids to chase their dreams and passions. And just like meeting people like that, that make me so humbled and so grateful that I'm getting to do every day what I love. Um, I don't think I could ever get a you know get. I hope I if anyone ever if I ever get to be the status, please put a reality check in me because. I, I hope I never get <laughs> Yeah, I think gratitude. I, you know, gratitude. I just see it super long. But gratitude, just being grateful for everything that I get an opportunity with and for. I think that gratitude definitely keeps me, me, me grounded, for sure. Right on, right on. Uh, I want to transition for just a second. Um, you were in, for a lot of people that don't know, you were in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. What was it like working on, on that set and just being immersed in the, the world of Marvel? Yeah, uh, it was pretty incredible. Um, I was only there on set for two filming days, four days total, um, because, like, hair and makeup was five hours in the morning, um, which was so cool. Um, and um, <laughs> James Dunn is the director, as you know, and he's just one of, honestly, speaking about humble, one of the most humble people I've ever met. He keeps his sets, like, they're they're so professional, but yet you feel like you're with family. Like, he keeps... The, oh, he, wow. Yeah, I mean, I hope to work with James again, and, and I know there's things that went on, but I can tell you from a personal level from working with him, he has been the best director I've ever worked with. He is such an amazing guy. Um, you know how large the that movie is and the budget, and you know how many hands and people are involved, and yet you feel like, you know, when you're working with him, like, it's family. And it is. Like, every – there isn't a single 
cast member I talk to that doesn't adore James. Like, he is just such a good guy. And he, you see he works with the same people, his own family, his friends, that, that since the beginning. And, um, yeah, so I would say, like, it was, it was, it was just reinforcing that no matter what level you get to or what the budget of the film you're working on, that it's, it's not about any of those things. It's who you're working with that that matters. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a great experience for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's some great life advice that you, that you were able to impart, you know, from the work that you did on, on that film. Um, so hair and makeup, it took five hours. Five hours. Yeah. We would, we would get there, um, in early, early morning and we would do, um, first we'd go to hair and they would put a bald cap on us, like a, so I know what I look like bald. And um, <laughs> everyone's like, you look great bald, surprisingly. You should try it. And I was like, mm-hmm, maybe. But so I had a bald cap. <laughs> and um, it's quite, I thought it was quite scary. I definitely looked like an alien. And then um, then you would go to makeup. And um, my special effects makeup artist, Matt, is just, he's absolutely incredible. And uh, he was my, my guy every day. And... Um, it was just layers and layers of uh, like this like spray paint, but it was like a spray paint makeup, you know, and that took quite a while because um, it was from the head down to the neck and then the hands, you know, all anything that was visible. Um, and then there was a couple parts of the costume that were CGI'd. Like if you look at any of the behind the scenes photos that, um, that well, were put up, uh, James put some of them up. You'll see, like, the green on our suits. Um, that part was CGI'd, but most of it um, was not. And then we would go back to hair, and then they would put the wig on, which was, like, half the head, and then they put the headpiece on and on the other half of the head. So, uh, yeah, so it was, like, five hours and then, like, an hour of takeoff. But um, it was it – was, I mean, of course, they make it so lovely and comfortable. It's, like, there's a heater in there. You're never, like – cold or anything and they're so gentle and then afterwards they take it all off for you and you know wash your hair and I mean it's you can't complain I would say the the only uncomfortable thing was just like the costumes it was really hard if you were to pee so like I wasn't drinking any water <laughs> like 16 hour days me and the, the other two uh, Sierra and Mylan who I just love we were like the three main love bots and we we were just like not drinking any water because we didn't want to have to pee because it was like a 15 minute process just to like take it off and pee and then like yeah so that was probably like the only thing that was uncomfortable otherwise oh and the contact lenses but you know we had amazing techs on set that were like every time they called cut they were running in taking them out you know reapplying eye drops so um anything that was uncomfortable they did everything to make it comfortable you know it was really really lovely crew and cast for sure and that is awesome that is awesome i wanted to ask you um uh what uh what other projects are you working on that you can tell us about um okay i'm so bad this actually just got asked on um the last last radio show (laughs) i forgot some of them i told them but um I had one that just came out that I filmed in Scotland last year called The Dark Within, and that was just released. So The Dark Within, um, that's a horror film that we filmed in Aberdeen, Scotland. And then I have one out that's called 
originally it was called Daddy's Coming to Get You, but it changed to Killer Single Dad. And that is out now on Lifetime, I believe. Um, and then I have two others that are coming out within the next few months called one's called Bride's Revenge and the other one's called Killer Reputation. Um, and then I'm working on one currently that I don't really know if I can talk about yet, so I'm not talking about that one. Um, and then I have another one called Army of One. I don't know when that one's going to come out. But, uh, yeah, and then I've actually been getting into writing and producing, so I've been doing a lot more behind the scenes, which um, I found out I'm really passionate about, just as passionate, but for different oh, wow. reasons. Okay. Yeah, so, so yeah, I've been, I definitely, acting will always be, I will always be an, uh, an actor, an actress, you know, but um, also I've, I've been getting into a lot more producing and writing, which I think only helps my acting, you know, I think it's like a 360 approach, I think it's like helping me um, become a better actor and a better writer, I think, um, but, but yeah, so I think that's, I, I don't know, I'm sure I'll think of something after we get off the phone, I'll be like, oh. Like, I'm terrible at these things. I'm not, <laughs> not like a, yeah. Right on. I, I love it. Where can our listening audience uh, find out more about you and keep abreast of uh, what you have in the works? Um, hmm. I'm really bad at this. Like, I'm supposed to like, be putting stuff on my social media. I have, like, <laughs> a Facebook page that, like, occasionally, like, There'll be, like, posts on there about a project when it's come out. Um, and then, like, I have my Instagram. Um, so, yeah, I guess just, like, social media. But it's, like, I, I'm going to get put in a better effort or have somebody put in an effort for me. But I'm just really not good. I can promote you all day. If you want me to promote you, like, you got it. Like, I'm great. But promoting myself is just really weird for me, and I think it's always going to be weird for me. So <laughs> I understand completely. I understand completely. Yeah. Well, Kara, uh, I want to thank you so much for joining us on today's show, and I'm, I'm all out of questions, but I wanted to open the floor to you if there's anything you'd like to get our listening audience. Um, no, I don't know. I think, I think I'm good unless you have any questions. I'm just, you know, I'm a little <laughs> – <laughs> a little like a brain dead have been um working so I'm I'm yeah, no if you I, I think I'm good. Awesome, awesome. Well thank you so much, Kara. I really appreciate it. Okay, have a good one. Thank you. All right, so you much. as well. Thank you, thank you. Guys, that was our exclusive interview with uh, actress Kendra Carell. Uh, you can check out um, the link to her. We'll put her social media in the body of this post. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. We're also available on uh, iPhone and Android devices. Just go to the Google Play Store or the iTunes Store, search for our name, download the app, and begin streaming off the charge. Uh, last but not least, we're available on YouTube and Roku. From YouTube, just uh, search for our name, Witten Radio. Uh, once you find us, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, and uh, you can uh, watch our interviews right there on YouTube. Uh, we're also available um, on Stitcher, uh, Stitcher Smart Radio, uh, which is um, available in most uh, new, newer vehicles, newer Chevy vehicles. Uh, you can listen to us by uh, just searching uh, in the search field on Stitcher from your car's dashboard, and uh, you can begin listening uh, right in the car. 
And last but not least, we're on Roku. Uh, if you've got a Roku player or a Roku smart television, you can watch this interview right in the privacy of your own home. We've got over 200-plus hours of original content programming and interviews all free of charge. Uh, from the Roku channel store, just search your name. Once you search your name, you can begin streaming all free of charge. Uh, stick around. We've got some news from the Associated Press coming up. The Punisher, a firearm-wielding vigilante, was pulled from New York Comic Con by Marvel and Netflix, something Steve Harsh, who's been attending for years, understands. I do kind of agree with that, out of respect for the victims and for the situation. But another attendee, Leo Lawrence, says the Punisher didn't cause the Vegas shooting. That's only punishing the, the fans. And it's only letting the idiot that did it win. Punisher or not, security here is tight with the NYPD's heavily armed anti-terrorism unit standing guard. At the Jacob Javits Convention Center in Manhattan, I'm Julie Walker.